our sponsor here is uh, RecTech. Um, I know we're getting close to summer. Things are starting to warm up. You have the entire situation where uh, the best of the best times, I think, in the summer are you're out, you're, you're by the pool, you've got the grill going, you've got, uh, you know, you've got your family out there. You're, it's just, it's the best time. And RecTech makes it a lot better because part of that time can now become time where you're inside in the air conditioning looking uh, and monitoring the uh, the whole smart grill technology through your phone, uh, which <laughs> makes the summers a lot better, Glenn. Yeah, it does. Uh, and you can get a RecTech now by going to uh, R-E-C-T-E-Q, RecTech.com, and see a RecTech for yourself. A-B, compare them. I, I never want you to buy something just because I say to, you know, it's the best. I want you to do your own homework. Uh, so you you feel comfortable and see the same thing that I see every time with a Rectech when I am outdoor grilling. It's Rectech.com. R-E-C-T-E-Q. Mr. Bill O'Reilly is coming up next. Fifteen seconds. Welcome. It's Friday, which means Bill O'Reilly. Next. The Glenn Beck Program. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the program. We're so glad that you've tuned in today. Uh, before we get to Mr. Bill O'Reilly, let me tell you a little bit about uh, Rough Greens. Uh, Rough Greens, we have an expert uh, with us now, a dog expert, uh, Phil McGriffith. Uh, uh, hi. Hello, Phil. How, how are you? Are you there, Phil? Hello. I am here. Thank you. for. Uh, yeah. Hi, we have Phil. The, we have very similar voices. Uh, yeah. I don't, uh, so I just wanted to talk to you about uh, what your dog eats. What do you when before you fed your dog Rough Greens and put that uh, stuff on top? What 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 was your dog like? Well, my dog really had a lot of uh, serious problems. And uh, oh, it's on a phone now. <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, had a lot of serious problems. <laughs> Like what? 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 Your because I understand your dog had leprosy. Is that? Yes. Is that? Yeah, leprosy. Uh, leprosy. Yes. Uh, and, uh, all, uh, we had about three or four limbs per hour were falling off at the time. Really? We so your dog was in a dog wheelchair, but not only because of the leprosy, but also because of polio. Dog polio. Yeah, dog polio was a big. Yeah. Uh, the, you know, there's <laughs> people don't know this. Uh, no, no polio vaccine for dogs. No sugar cubes. No, no sugar. sugar cubes. Dogs can't eat sugar. You know, it'll kill them. <laughs> no, uh, it'll that, kill them. Yeah. That and onions. Yes. That's uh, <laughs> onions that explains my dog's death but uh so uh then you started using rough greens which doesn't claim to cure any of those those things no it does not at all it's just really healthy yeah. for your dog it's and your dog's uh, going to love it. it has absolutely nothing to do with polio uh, but right it will make your dog feel a lot better and but, uh and they will absolutely devour it all right and i've understood i understand that your dogs have grown their limbs back uh they have grown their limbs back that has nothing to do 
of course, with rough grades. I've created right. a different supplement. Well, I don't want to make those claims that it'll make limbs grow back. Well, but, but pretty sure that's not <laughs> that's not what they want to, to say. But I will say it will make your dog very, very happy. And very, very healthy. Yes. All right. So you get a free bag of Rough Greens right now. Uh, all you do is pay for shipping. Just go to roughgreens.com slash back. Is that what you did, uh, Phil McGriff- McGriffin? That's exactly did? what I did, Glenn, and I recommend yeah. others in your audience do the same. Thank you very much. Or you can call them, uh, 833-G-L-E-N-N-33, Glenn33. You can call them. Use that uh, old telephone if you happen to be technologically challenged or live in an Internet desert, uh, which uh, is adjacent to many food deserts here in the United States. Uh, thank you very much, Phil McGriffith, another happy, happy customer whose dog's uh, legs grew back. Had, of course, nothing to do with Rough Greens at roughgreens.com. Just want to see how fast Stu can think. <laughs> and not too fast is the answer yeah. to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was looking down when I started that commercial, not paying attention, reading something else. And I'm like, damn it, you will listen to me. You will pay attention. That's your, that's your tactic. Uh, yeah. We have uh, Mr. Bill O'Reilly. Uh, welcome to the program, Bill. You know, Beck, uh, <laughs> if you buy an advanced copy of Killing the Mob out May 4th, I will throw in some rough greens. Mm. Okay, so here's the yeah. thing, Bill. Yeah. Uh, I started reading uh, Killing the Mob. Yes. And uh, I had to go out and buy a copy myself because you didn't send one to me. <laughs> Pinocchio and, uh, strikes again, everyone. And uh, so I started reading it, and yeah. some would claim that they might have heard me exclaim, this is Bill O'Reilly's best book. Wow. Jack, thank yeah. you very much. I um, think if it, was, if it wasn't written by you or, you know, endorsed by me, you'd have a series out of this. You, I, uh, mean, and I, I mean, you did the, the Jesus series, uh, milked, yeah. milked poor Jesus for all he's worth. Uh, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to hell. I admit it. I know. I, well, I know. I know. He's like, but you know, I didn't. Jesus, Jesus will say, yeah, I didn't even have pockets. Yeah, yeah, We're right. Killing, okay. Killing the mob is a book I know that you would like because it deals with death, destruction, and corruption. You know, something that <laughs> right. Yeah, you, I deal you in every day. Enough of that. Right. Yeah, yeah. So, Bill, what do you think? Because there are so many stories that came out that are mind-blowing this week. What do you think the big story of the week is? You know, I think it was the overreach on um, the Supreme Court, and it's a little bit convoluted, okay? Mm-hmm. So my theory, and I wrote a column, it's on BillOReilly.com right now, the trifecta of chaos. My theory, and I think I'm alone in in holding this, is that the American people are now wising up to the danger of the far left. All right, so they they see a diminished president, Joe Biden. They see that he'll basically sign anything you put in front of him. And then it just keeps getting worse. And it is obvious that the progressive left wants to take over the country in a way that would neutralize any opposition to them. So, so what makes you say, wait, 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 apparent, wait, 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 what makes you say that it is apparent? 
What what makes you say that Americans well, are have, starting to wake up? When you have a political party basically saying we don't want a nine-member Supreme Court, we want thirteen, so our diminished president can appoint four other far-left loons to the court, and then you have a political party saying, you know, we don't want any restraint in the Senate at all. We want to knock all of that filibuster 60-vote mm-hmm. threshold out so that when we have power, we can pass laws that say we're going to seize Glenn Beck's property in Texas and no, so, Idaho, so, wherever you are. So hang on just a second. Um, I've buried all my land in, in Idaho. Um, they'll never find it. Uh, the uh, th- that's, that's how you feel. That's how I feel. But if I may quote America on at least what I've heard this week, <sighs> Well, listen, you're, I don't think you're really giving the folks fair credit here. I now, hope I In hope. my column, I say mm-hmm. that 50% of the electorate just is checked out. The yes. same way they checked out in the Revolutionary War. And, and I make that comparison in the column. I say, look, when we were fighting for our freedom, 50% of the colonists were on the sidelines, some of them even rooting for King George. It's always been that way. Right. But I think the people who are paying attention know that a huge mistake was made electing Joe Biden. It doesn't matter how much you hate Trump, all right, and giving power to the progressive community. It is an enormous mistake one of the worst mistakes ever in American history. Because now you see that these people have no respect for traditional America, democracy, or capitalism. They want to wipe it out. So I think you are correct on that. Um, The minute Kamala Kamala Harris becomes president, um, and assuming that Joe Biden slips away slowly in a speech or sleep, which is really the same thing. Um, it, when she becomes president, she is so absolutely unlikable that the American people will say, uh-uh, uh-uh. But I, I'm not sure that anybody's paying attention right now. No, I, they're I'm paying attention back. When, when gas oh, prices, I hope you're right. When gas prices rise 93% since Inauguration Day, and people know that. All right, now we have groceries rising. Now, I said this in the very beginning. I said, you put Joe Biden in there. All right, he's going to tax you blind. Now, he's going to tell you he's not, but the reality is he's going to. And now you're getting it at the gas pump and in the, ga- and in the grocery store. Now, those are right direct between the eyes stuff. Now, can people understand why that's a tax? Yeah, that's debatable. Some of them are not going to understand it, but they're all not going to be happy about it. So the Republican Party, as paltry as it is, has an opportunity in 2020 to take both houses of Congress. Now, if the Republicans can blow it, they'll find a way. They'll (laughs) find a way to blow it. Because if there was an effective opposition to the progressive movement, that movement would be over already. Yep. But, and the other wild card in this whole thing is that the corporate media, as we've seen in the Georgia election, all right, uh, in the Georgia vote reform, the corporate media is squarely behind the progressive movement now. Squarely behind no. it. Now, I was happy to see Coca-Cola uh, come out and say, yeah, we want the All-Star Game moved to Denver. I was happy. You know why? 
Because if you look at the ingredients of Coca-Cola, that is more damaging to your body than tobacco. If you're drinking three, four Cokes or Diet Cokes every day, you are killing yourself. That's so now, quite a statement. Hang on, hang on, hang on. It's absolutely true, Beck. Sugar is killing people. Well, the good All thing right? is, wait, wait, wait. The good thing is, Coke doesn't have any sugar in it. It has corn syrup. Whatever. So high to fro- uh, high to uh, what is it? High if fructose syrup. Diabetes, That's dying. If you want diabetes in your in your senior years, drink as much Coke as you want. Okay, I knocked all right. out all the sugar. All right, in my life, and because there's great substitutes for it, you don't need it. And I'm telling you, Beck. I mean, I was always a lean, mean machine. Now I'm even leaner and meaner. No really? sugar. Yeah, I'm nicer and fatter. So yeah, and and we all feel bad for you. <laughs> uh, so uh, so, Bill, let's yeah. um, before we leave the Supreme Court because I do want to go back to the Coca Cola company uh, here yes. in in just a second. But uh, before we leave the Supreme Court, they are they're trying everything. They're saying we're not packing it, we're unpacking it. Which there's so many. Yeah. I right. know. But there's so many dummies out there that they will think that Donald Trump did something evil. No, uh, look, Na- I think that's over. I really think oh, it's over. Oh, I hope but, you're but, right. But, but, Man, I listen, hope you're right. I'll prove it. I'll prove it, Beck. You ready? Yeah. Nancy Pelosi came out and said, I'm not doing it. Okay? Because Nancy Pelosi knows. All right? The Wicked Witch of the West knows that this is over the top. That this is going to turn people against the progressive left. So she said right away, no, I'm not introducing it. Not wait, wait, wait. Do it. Wait, she said yesterday, and I thought this was a brilliant tactic. This is somebody who actually knows a little something of history, most likely because she lived it. She said the growth of the U.S. population and the size of the economy might necessitate expanding the size of the Supreme Court. But I'm so not she's, doing it now. But I'm not doing it now. It was a theoretical argument from an 80-year-old woman. But Mm -hmm. the bottom line is she isn't going to introduce this Gerald Nadler. Oh, my God. Uh, This bill that he and Markey, who's a flat-out communist up in Massachusetts, has proposed. So she's not going to do it. Well, that's good. And Jerry Nadler is becoming more and more uh, a head in pants. Um, so. <laughs> All right. Uh, let me cut out the sugar, too. Uh, yeah. Let me uh, let me tell you, he's lost a lot of weight. Um, you know, he's yeah, but that was mean. a bypass gastric yeah. bypass. Thing. <laughs> they, they put him upside down and put a staple in his in his stomach. I'd, I'd, I'd take a staple or two. Um, let me just uh, take a quick one-minute break and back with Bill O'Reilly, the uh, author of Killing the Mob, which comes out early next month. Our sponsor this half hour is MyPillow. Now, MyPillow is, uh, is great. I use it. I sleep on it. I sleep on their sheets. They're fantastic. I have to tell you, I always hated my dad when he would wear slippers and he'd come... You know, he'd come to, I don't even know what he picked me up at because I never played basketball, but he would come to things that I was at, I don't know, the nerds club, and he would get out of the car and he'd be wearing slippers and I'd be like, oh, dear dad, what? That's not my dad. I don't know. 
I just uh, I just have uh, a new pair of my slippers, something that Mike Lindell has just introduced my slippers. They have rubber on the bottom so you can wear them inside and outside. They are so unbelievably comfortable. I am going to embarrass my children all of the time. My slippers, they're fantastic, and you get 40% off my slippers now. Try them. Just log on to mypillow.com. That's mypillow.com. Click on the new radio listener specials and use the promo code BECK to receive this incredible offer. The slippers come with a one year warranty, 60 day money back guarantee. It's mypillow.com, promo code BECK, or call 800 966 3117. It's mypillow.com. 10 second station ID. Welcome to the program. Stacey Abrams tells Hollywood to stop boycotting Georgia. Stop boycotting Georgia. Uh, but you have Coca-Cola and everybody else now telling us and colluding. The story that was, that was at the beginning of the week, Bill, is something I've never read, never thought I would read in America. A hundred CEOs get on a conference call, a Zoom call on Saturday to decide how they're going to strategize together to make sure these draconian voting uh, laws are not passed in states. I didn't elect the, the, uh, the head of Coca-Cola to any office. Is this going to wake up not only Democrats, but will it wake up uh, Republicans who keep saying, well, it's a free market, they can do whatever they do. No, this is an oligarchy. Well, I think what everybody has to understand is it's the same contagion that hit Hollywood and professional sports is now hitting the uh, business community. It's a contagion. So when you have uh, powerful people like Steven Spielberg and Jeffrey Katzenberg and these people who run Hollywood basically put out the word, look, if you don't see it my way, don't expect to get a job. So presto. The whole motion picture and television industry is left wing. What a shock, right? Same thing happened in professional sports. Once LeBron James and athletes like him came out and said, yeah, we're going we're gonna to be Black Lives Matter. We're not going to really uh, be upholding traditional America anymore. Uh, then all the players fell into line. So in Davos, Switzerland, they have an annual CEO confab where they all fly in in private jets and then scream about global warming. It's really amusing. (laughs) One of the funniest things in the world. Um, And at that Davos this year, they basically said, hey, we're all progressives now. So if you want to be in the club, if you want to meet at uh, a swanky restaurant in uh, New York or Beverly Hills, you got to be a progressive. That's what's happened. All right. So they all say, okay. Uh, we'll be progressive because we want to have our um, parties in the Hamptons and everybody show up. That's what we want. That's what's happening. These people don't know what the Georgia election law is. There isn't no, one statement. No there isn't one statement by one CEO opposing the Georgia law that specifically objects to anything in it. Oh, they don't want people uh, to make it harder to vote. It doesn't. It doesn't make it harder to vote. Okay, and then I say to Major League Baseball, which is that was the biggest sports blunder in the history 
love sports. I say, you can't have the Toronto Blue Jays anymore. You got to pull them out of there because Canada requires an ID to vote. Everybody's got to have an ID or you can't vote. So bye-bye Toronto Blue Jays, right, Rob Manfred? Now, Rob, is you know, he's a guy that wears a mitt and and then wherever he goes, he's got a little mitt. I mean, the guy is just, he's not a PhD, all right? He's in there <laughs> to do what the team owners tell him to do. I mean, that's what's happening. So when people see this, they don't understand, and I, and I sympathize, but I know I know the the publishing industry. I know the TV oh, I know. industry. I know the movie industry. I know who runs it. And they put out the word. You either fall in line behind us, think the way we think, or you don't work. You don't get your book published. You don't get your TV show on the air. You see Disney, what Disney's doing? Did you see that this week? So Disney Company, which is probably the most high-profile American corporation in the world. They do two things this week. They come out and they say, you know, if you come to our theme parks in Anaheim or Orlando, we're changing our dress code. So all of our employees can now cross-dress. That means Annette can be cubby and vice versa. Okay? You can dress whatever you want because we want to be inclusive. And in addition... If our employees at the parks want to have tats, want to have ink, they can. So then I'm saying, okay, family of four, one day at Disneyland, $600, $600 for a day. And now Donald Duck's going to have a tattoo on his beak. Okay. Now, is that really what we want? In addition, the person who runs... The ABC Entertainment Network, Dana Walden, comes out and says, we are passing on high-quality scripts. They're not going to get on the air unless they have a certain number of marginalized people in the show. So, goodbye, Ten Commandments movie on ABC every Easter there's no marginalized people. Well, I guess the Jews are marginalized. Jews, that, they're white. <laughs> Jews, they're but white. they're never they're never counted anymore right. by the left. Right. They're never counted. Well, Yul Brenner, see you, Disney. Thanks, uh, Bill. We'll be back with uh, Bill O'Reilly. We want to talk about the border and some of the other things that uh, happened this week. I, you know, Walt Disney wouldn't even let employees have a sideburn. You couldn't have sideburns to work with uh, Walt Disney when he was alive. I'm sure he'd be fine with a tattooed crossdresser. He'd be totally fine. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Here's a fun fact. Uh, We're all getting older every single day. And someday we're all going to be as old as Bill O'Reilly. Whew. One of the things that comes with age is aches and pains, and the joints uh, start to wear down, and the normal exercise of everyday life begins to catch up with you, uh, which I'm telling you, exercise, it's bad for you. Anyway, most of what causes this pain and a lot of other forms of pain is inflammation, especially in the joints. Inflammation is causing most of our pain, and there is something there to help inflammation. Yeah, I know, I know. I've tried Advil 800. (gasps) You got a doctor to actually prescribe that to you? 
man, I sometimes just do it on the black market and I take four of them. Yeah, 200 each. I just buy them like that instead of waiting for that prescription. I know I'm a rebel. This is not a drug and it's a. Uh, better than ibuprofen 800 my goodness that doesn't work anyway relief factor try it now for three weeks 70 percent of the people who try it go on to order more you'll know if it works for you in the first three weeks relieffactor.com 800-583-84 don't miss tonight the big 250th anniversary studios america power hour it is coming tonight 9 p.m eastern only on youtube don't miss it Hear my podcast with Glenn Greenwald later today on blazetv.com slash Glenn. Get a subscription now. Save 10%. Use the promo code Glenn at blazetv.com slash Glenn. Bill O'Reilly joins us from BillOReilly.com. And I want to talk to you a little bit about the border. I want to touch on this. It appears that 29% of Americans now approve of Joe Biden's handling of the border crisis. But only 27% of Hispanics approve of Biden's handling of the crisis. 25% of white Americans. However, 56% of black Americans didn't. If I, if I remember right, Bill, didn't black Americans, weren't they traditionally the, the ones that are most against uh, migrants coming in? Or I should say illegal aliens because their jobs uh, have been affected the most. So what does this say? Who did the poll? Uh, According to... uh, Shoot. Uh, Let me look for it, Bill. Okay. Look for it. So most of these polls are what they call push polls. Mm -hmm. Um, They have a a question and they have an answer all ready to go. So they'll poll, but they won't take... You know, you ha- if you're going to rely on a poll, you have to trust the poll. Right. It's Quinnipiac. Quinnipiac. Yeah. Not a, not a good outfit. Boy, used Is, to be. Well, used to maybe, be. Maybe during the Civil War they got. Uh-huh. Yeah, we think there might, <laughs> might be a conflict. Um, but they were awful in the last two presidential elections. Yeah. And, you know, it's a fine school in Connecticut, by the way. Mm-hmm. Their polling outfit is ridiculous. So I don't believe a word of it. Um, I think... I don't know, 70, 75% of Americans are absolutely appalled at the human suffering that the Biden administration has brought to the world because of its refusal to uh, enforce United States immigration law. This has caused tremendous human suffering. Horrible. Horrible. And the press, the corporate media will not say that because they're woke. Okay, so... They say, oh, oh, you know, we're letting poor people in. Yeah, you're, you're letting some poor people in. That's true. But many more are being harmed in ferocious ways by the cartels who smuggle people to the border. Oh, many, even, many more. Even sexual assault and rape after they arrive at one of our detention facilities or spas or whatever they're calling them now. Well, uh, uh, whenever you have unattended people in great numbers, you're going to have yep. abuse of people. So the Biden administration essentially said to everyone in the world, if you can get here, you can stay here. It's kind of like Barack Obama. If you like your doctor, you can keep your doctor. So 
So the, President Biden said quite clearly, if you get here, you can stay and we'll pay for your health care. We'll put you in our public school system. Eventually, you'll get amnesty and become an American citizen. So why wouldn't you, if you're living in a hellhole yes. in Honduras or El Salvador, and I've been to all these countries, Guatemala, um, and I've reported from them, and I know what the situation is there. But here's the good news. Vice President Harris is going to go to these countries, and she's <laughs> going to solve the underlying problem. <laughs> the underlying problem is that women in those countries don't have pantsuits like she does. So you can expect we can have billions of dollars in our next stimulus bill um, of pantsuits going down. Kamala Harris has no blank and clue, nor does she care about solving this problem at all. If you want to do the underlying problem thing, you got to go back to the Aztecs and the Incas back. And I know you're very familiar with them. And the Spanish conquistadors. That's where it started. And it has not been solved since then. Okay, let me uh, slightly shift here on the uh, border thing. Border agents now are performing fewer DNA tests. So they're, they're not catching the fake families under biden and somehow or another this is more compassionate than doing the dna test uh, it's when you have a hundred and fifty thousand people coming across every month and in detention centers you're going to do dna tests you're lucky you can give them water and food yeah i know it's um, hundred and fifty thousand foreign nationals and there's Joe, Joe Biden, you know, well, we're going to put uh, Kamala Harris in charge. She's going to solve it. And Kamala Harris goes, I'm not going there. I'm not going anywhere near there. Okay? Uh, Bill, let me let me switch to coronavirus. Um, they are trying to get Chelsea Clinton is mounting a campaign to get yes. Tucker Carlson thrown off of yeah. Facebook because he just said, you know, I don't understand how this is working. We get the virus and then you say it's still not good enough. When is it going to be good enough? Well, you apparently can't ask those questions. Uh, give me your th give me your thinking on uh, Fauci and how this is playing out and where America is on the coronavirus, the tests uh, or the vaccines and the shutdowns. All right. That's a big Big order, I know, I know, but I, know, I, will, I, know. I will do it. Number one, Chelsea Clinton wants to be a congressperson from New York, so of course she's going to attack anybody who's conservative. That's number one. Everybody should know. Chelsea wants to run, and that's what that's all about. Number two, I have never in my entire life listened to anything that Anthony Fauci has ever said. He's like a little puppet to me. He's like a little, um, you know, hello, Senor Wences. Mm -hmm. That's that, you know, when I see him, I go, what? who is this? Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. I do have some faith in the CDC in Atlanta. So we go to their website and I do read what they say and I do take it seriously. From the very beginning, I have told my friends, family and my public that I think they should be vaccinated. Now, after they get vaccinated, it's basically up to the individual states to lay out what the public health rules are. I think that's reasonable. Mm 
So I was in Florida last week, and Florida is much different than New York. And I think the Florida system is better. Uh But when you have eight and a half million people crammed into a very small area in New York City, you've got to be Look, I I was just last week I was up in Connecticut, and it it, it is full-fledged. Uh, panic, phobia, and panic. Yeah, it is. Yeah. No, no, it's no. not yeah. even. It's not even in reality anymore. Right. If you go to Yale, they actually have flamethrowers that they'll, you know, <laughs> uh, put on you if you don't have a mask. Yeah. It's it's almost that bad. Really, it's almost that bad. I was there. Uh, listen, it depends on the state. Depends on what part of the country you were in. So we all want to wipe this thing out. It looks to me like it will be under control by Memorial Day. Uh, we have 40% of Americans vaxxed now. That'll go to 50 by early May. And then it'll, it'll keep progressing. So I think we should all work together and say, look, let's just try to be reasonable here. We have to get back on track. We have to live our lives. We can't be in this ridiculous panic all the time. So let's just be reasonable. Is that yeah. is that crazy? No, it's be not reasonable. I, I'm not panicked. I don't know why everybody is panicked. Um, let me switch gears. We've got a compact amount of time, and I want to hit a couple of things. Um, Project Veritas came out this week uh, with a video of CNN. I've yeah. heard some people say this is a technical director, which is the guy who just says, take four, <laughs> Look, take one. Back, uh, yeah. back, back. Is there anybody on the planet that doesn't know CNN's right. in the tank right. for the progressive left? Right. And Bueller, anyone? Right. Hey, come on. I mean, it's to me, that argument is, well, yeah, even the guy who empties the garbage cans. That's right. Clearly knows. Everybody knows. And, right. it, and if you don't follow it, you're not going to work at CNN. Okay? You have to be in lockstep. Right. That's well, what the corporate media is now. Uh, um, Don Lemon said the only reason why the ratings are down is because... Uh, uh, is because Trump is gone, and yeah. that was worth it. Uh, look, I like Don. I'm, he amuses me. I don't watch his show, but I see clips. Um, and he lives out near me on Eastern Long Island. He, I don't think he's a bad guy. But he's making a lot of money back. Yeah. No one watches him. All right? So yeah. when you can make a lot of money and no one watches you, that's a good deal. So, so you I want to say whatever they tell you to say, and that's what he's doing. So uh, I got out. Uh, I finished my deal with Simon and Schuster, which I celebrated because it was taken over by the guy who, who gave Hillary Clinton eight million dollars for her last book, which sold like 400 copies. Um, now you have Hunter Biden's beautiful things. <laughs> no, uh, and no one's buying. Everybody's yeah. fed up with. They don't want. They don't want Hunter Biden. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They don't care that he was a crackhead. They do right. care. They do care that Hunter Biden made millions of dollars because his father was the vice president. Right. They care about that. I mean, that's nepotism. That's U.S. Grant kind of stuff. Grant did the same thing with his brother. Um, but, you know, whether Hunter Biden, I mean, please. So he's on all the shows. He's everywhere. And and, and the New York Times, oh, it's the greatest book. I mean, and it's all less than 10,000 books the first week. Yeah, My the, advance the, on killing the mob 
right now is 60,000 copies. We've sold 60,000 copies, and it's not going to be out for another two weeks in advance. Yeah. Yeah. Hunters without it- sell less than 10. And I will tell you that, that, that you are selling books, uh, not like in the old days, but you are, you are a powerhouse uh, in book sales. Uh, yeah, Killing it, Crazy at, Horse, with no bookstores open, Killing Crazy Horse has sold close to 600,000 copies. It's remarkable. And, and I did not mention Hunter Biden's name in either Killing yeah. Crazy Horse or Killing the Mob. I consciously so, stayed away from that. Last night, uh, the yes. Hunter Biden story was the, his book was two hundred and eighth on Amazon's bestseller list, yes. but Who's number four, but number four on the New York Times bestseller list for combined print and ebooks. <laughs> I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna comment. I need New York Times to put my book. But look, I want to know who bought Hunter Biden's book. Just please, Bill at BillOReilly.com. Bill at BillOReilly.com. Please, just. I, I, and tell me why you spent twenty dollars on Hunter Biden's book. Why? May I just? With, do I have to take the time to email, or I can just tell you? Yeah, tell China. Me, tell me back. China. China. What? <laughs> China? What? what kind China. Of that would be the like? only one. That would be the only one. You know what? He's Let's pay him in buying his books. He's <laughs> Let's... not going to tell you the truth. He got on. I just want me because I'm so smart. They wanted a former crack addict. China is looking for a way to launder money to pay him. Buy his book. (laughs) All right. Bill O'Reilly from BillOReilly.com and his new book, Killing the Mob, uh, is uh, out in a couple of weeks. You can order it now. Thanks, Bill. I appreciate it. Always fun. Thank you. All right. You bet. Have a good weekend. So you made the decision. It's time to sell your house. Where do you begin? How do you get the house on the market? Uh, How do you find the right real estate agent? Is there something you've been living in your house for a while? Is there something that you've just thought, ah, it's fine, that people now are going to walk into your house and go, uh, hello, they have plastic on the furniture still. What is it that will help your house sell fast? Well, may I suggest you get the right real estate agent, one that in your market has sold the most houses. They sell them fast for the most amount of money. If you're looking for a house, the one who has the highest customer service, uh, you know, uh, scores, the one who who gets people into the homes for the least amount of money and makes it really easy on both ends. That's what you want in a real estate agent. I think that's what we have found in real estate agents, and we can help you. We're kind of a matchmaking service. It's no cost to you. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. This is my company, and... Uh, Almost all of the real estate agents, I mean, at one point I could safely say all of them were, but I I don't know if that's true still. Um, But I will say, if not, it's almost all of them are fans of the show, and they're they're just like you. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Go there now. Realestateagentsitrust.com. All right, welcome back. Triple eight seven twenty seven Beck is the phone number uh, to call. Uh, Bill O'Reilly, I was on fire on Fridays, and uh, <laughs> no, no exception there. Uh, we have uh, a bunch of stuff to get into here before the end of the day. I want to tell you about tonight on YouTube. We are doing a very special event: Studios America two hundred fiftieth anniversary Power Hour. Uh, basically, what we're talking about here is a situation where we've done this once before, and it, it's a it, it could be a mess. We're talking about one shot of beer 
per minute for an entire hour while we attempt to talk coherent politics. And you know, the beginning of the conversation is really mildly sensible. And then it kind of careens out of control. Uh, it is a really fun night. And I will say, because uh, it's been like a year before we've been, you know, since we've been able to see each other, we did one of these during the actual, uh, you know, real lockdown period. And it's just a great way for everyone to kind of hang out and let loose a little bit. Uh, again, obviously, safety first, but we'd love to have you participate with us. If you go to my uh, YouTube channel, uh, it's youtube.com slash stew does America. I'm going to be there. Sarah Gonzalez from the News and Why It Matters is going to be there. She's kind of like our somewhat sober a designated driver uh, because if she drinks this much beer she'd explode she's way too tiny uh, but chad prather will be there uh, spencer corson will be there uh, jason buttrell will be there it's a lot of fun and it's just a ridiculous way to let loose on a friday night and who knows we may solve all of the world's problems i mean that's pretty much the expectation going in Again, you can't miss this. It's uh, youtube.com slash America tonight, 9 p.m. Eastern. Uh, it's only on YouTube, available free for everyone. Uh, we've It's been a long year, so let's try to forget uh, as much as possible <laughs> of it. Uh, check it out tonight, 9 p.m. Eastern, right after a brand new Stu Does America on YouTube. Uh, you can check it out there. And, of course, subscribe to the podcast. We have more coming up with Glenn in just a second. Let me tell you about our Spotlight sponsor, it's American Financing. Thank you, American Financing. Uh, by the way, if you're a big fan of the program, it is really important that you uh, you help out these sponsors. If you're in the market for something that we're talking about, um, just at least try the sponsors. We really appreciate it, and, and they are so supportive of us, and they just don't flinch. And we appreciate that a great deal. So if you're looking for a mortgage, uh, you want to refi, all you have to do is call American Financing. Call them now. Pick up your phone and uh, call them and see if they can save you hundreds, if not $1,000 or more a month right now. American Financing at 800-906-2440, AmericanFinancing.net. All right, you sick, twisted freak. Coming up in uh, today's show, we have Dan Bongino, also Mr. Bill O'Reilly. Oh, and Chad Brather is going to check in. A great, great show for you planned. Yes, it is. Hello, America. It's Friday, and you have locked into the Glenn Beck program, where Stu and I have planned a great show. I mean, it's it's not going to happen today, but we have a great show for you coming up at some point. Today, we have Dan Bongino, Mr. Bill O'Reilly. We also are going to be talking about the Supreme Court, uh, the shooting in Minneapolis. Oh, and everything you need to know about COVID. All of it coming up. We begin in 60 seconds. Yeah. The Glenn Beck yeah. Program. Hey, Stu, can we schedule that show maybe 
uh, maybe for next week, next Monday I, or Tuesday. I feel, I feel like anything before 2023, we're just we're uh, rushing it. Uh, okay, all right. Well, let me let me go check the calendar. You go ahead and do Genia Cell. <laughs> Sounds like a good idea. Um, well, you know, look, we uh, we have a uh, a very specific uh, thing from Genia Cell, our friends at Genia Cell. Um, and, uh, of course, they have all the best stuff for your skin. Genucel has been dealing with this for a very long time. Uh, they have, uh, they have uh, a, a skin line that has been, and my mom has been using for a while, and she loves it. And she, always, she acts like she doesn't want, she, she just wants to co- compliment the previous gift. But what she's doing, clearly, is, is, asking, is for asking for more. And I, I mean, yeah. I can see the tactic coming from a mile away. You know, she'll just be like, oh, thank you. know, by the way, that GenuCell uh, stuff you got me, I love it. I use it every day. I, it's fantastic. I'm almost out. Yeah. I, I mean, just, man. Because I use it so, so often, I'm just running super low. Wouldn't uh, you <laughs> love women to do that on everything? <laughs> yeah, actually, Would yes. you just love to be told, you know, <laughs> you know, hey, that, that sex that we had, Eight months ago, I'm running low. <laughs> I don't think that's ever going to happen. Uh, um, but I will say, uh, Jenny Cell's got, they always hook you up with all the free giveaways and, and you can get the entire line. It's fantastic. Go to genucell.com, G E N U C E L.com. They hook you up with free shipping and all sorts of different free gifts. And it's the best in skincare. So why not take them up on it? G E N U C E L.com. So this week, we have talked about communist China-level tactics that the Canadian government is using against at least one Christian church in Edmonton. They occupied the church building. They put up fences around it, and police in riot gear dispersed people worshiping outside. Now, there is no reason for this. that The church has not been super spreader events. They have not had a single person uh, contract COVID or spread COVID. But it's all in the name of safety. Now, this is happening right in America's backyard in Canada, the land where, if you believe Justin Trudeau, is one of the wokest paradises on the planet. It's like Hawaii, just really, really cold and no beach. The uh, the court found the California law unconstitutional here in America. That was pretty much the same thing. Supreme Court decision uh, overturned last week California's COVID restrictions that prohibit more than three households from gathering in home for religious activities. The court found that California's law was unconstitutional, reasoning that the state seemed to favor secular activities with fewer restrictions. The majority opinion says California treats some comparable secular activities more favorable than at-home religious exercise, permitting hair salons, retail stores, personal care service, movie theaters, private suites at sporting events and concerts, indoor restaurants, blah, 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 blah. Now, the New York Times has said the only reason why they've done this is because they've become so radical, so radical. Now, this is a good thing that they ruled this. For the moment, there is a majority of justices on the court who actually believe in the Constitution. It's another victory for religious freedom in America, and it's great. Until it sinks in that it is the Supreme Court that is the only thing standing in the way. Now, this is not rocket science for anybody who knows the Constitution. This one is easy. 
It's freedom of religion. It is the very first fundamental right listed in the First Amendment. So there are five rights in the First Amendment. This is the first of the first. It's not brain surgery. Why in 2021, uh, a group of nine old people need to confirm that, yes, you can gather in your house and read that Bible. Doesn't inspire any kind of confidence when it's a 5-4 vote. Naturally, John Roberts voted with the other leftists against overturning this rule. The Supreme Court of the United States upheld your constitutional right to pray with others in your home by one vote. Now, we are looking at the end of our Constitution because of nine old people. But it's about to get a lot worse. Here's Senator Ed Markey and Representative Gerald Nadler introducing the legislation to now have 13 Supreme Court justices. Go ahead. We are here today because the United States Supreme Court is broken. It is out of balance. Uh, and it needs to be fixed. Ah, does five four seem broken to you? Does that seem out of balance? I mean, it's close. It's close. Too close for me. Out of balance would be nine to zip on everything. It's not, but it's out of balance. But don't worry, Nadler is there saying this is. Not, I love this. This is not an attempt. To pack the court. Some people will say we're packing the court. We're not packing it. We're unpacking it. (laughs) We're unpacking it. Oh. So abortion isn't killing a baby. It's just unbirthing a baby. Is that, is, is that, do I have this right still? Is this how this works? We're not defunding the police. We're unpaying for the police. That's all we're doing. I like, I like that. We're not identifying as a di- different gender. We're just unsexing that person. <laughs> Critical race theory. It, we're, ju- it's, 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 we're not pushing that. It's just unwhitening of America. That's mm. all that is. Mm. Yeah. Filibuster. It's just unmcconnelling. The uh, mm. the uh, Senate. That's all that is. <laughs> That's basically what they're doing. It is. We're not boycotting Georgia. We're unvisiting Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! I can't. I mean, let me ask you. I I don't think they have the votes to do this. Um, but I don't think they care. I really don't think they care. Marky said. This is the reason why we need to get rid of the filibuster. <laughs> to a point, can you imagine? Can you even imagine if Donald Trump even tried to do anything close, even suggested this? And all the Republicans were like, no, we're not doing that. Can you imagine if just Donald Trump said, hey, we should do this? They would go out of their mind. Well, it's funny because he did suggest getting rid of the filibuster and they did go out of their mind. really yeah really it's shocking now i did not suggest adding supreme court justices he just went through no because that happens 
that happened once before with FDR, and mm. even the Democrats were like, that's crazy. Yeah, you know. Come on. <laughs> Come on, old man. What, did polio get all the way up to the brain? There was a clip. Uh, I, we can maybe pull it up here. From I had played it the other night, Too but soon? it was from, uh, okay. from Joe Biden. This uh, this Joe Biden, who you might not recognize because he's able to coherently get through several sentences in a row. Um, so it's right. not like the new Joe Biden, but it was an old Joe Biden back in like the 80s. And Joe Biden, uh, he th- he knew about that FDR attempt yeah. to pack the court. And right. he thought it was a bonehead idea. Right, uh, boneheaded. <laughs> a boneheaded idea. Boneheaded. Well, it was a boneheaded idea. By the way, it's not that I forget things. I'm just unremembering them. <laughs> Here's the clip of Joe Biden. No, we don't have it. Well, I, it's not that we lost it. We unfound it. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> so let me ask you this. We have, lear- we have learned a lot. We have learned... America, you could actually stick forks in them. The American citizen, the government could come to your house and say, that's for coronavirus, and just jab a fork in your chest. Mm-hmm. Okay, Everybody's got a fork stuck in their peck. And uh, we'd be like, okay, I mean, it's... I mean, it's for coronavirus. Dr. Fauci <laughs> said we should do it. Uh, coronavirus. I mean... Yeah, they've they've done everything to us and they've learned people are not going to do anything. And they want people to rise up because they're prepared to go extremists. What 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 what's going to happen if they if they actually get serious about passing this and it looks like it's going to happen? What 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 do, does America do anything? Or they just pull the fork out and go, I'm going to eat while I got a fork. I'll stick it back in when the government comes by. I don't know. I mean, this is so extreme. That's why the filibuster is really the only issue here, because they can do all of these things and will do all of these things if they can get that filibuster passed. Uh, No, he's not an extremist. He's very moderate. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, very, very moderate. It is. Well, he he was at one point very moderate. President Roosevelt clearly had the right to send to the United States Senate and the United States Congress a proposal to pack the court. It was totally within his right to do that. He violated no law. He was legalistically absolutely correct. But it was a bonehead idea. It was a terrible, terrible mistake to make. And it put in question for an entire decade the independence of the most significant body, including the Congress, in my view, the most significant body in this country, the Supreme Court of the United States of America. I mean, first of all, he's totally okay. wrong on that. Congress is the Supreme Branch. But still, uh, all of that being said, uh, he, he's, this is where everybody was. This is where everybody's been for 50 years. And, and it was only one guy that wasn't there in the 30s. Yeah. It was like, well, hang on. Let me wheel up here and uh, get to a microphone. And I got a new idea. Let's just pack the court. But they're not unpacking. And by the way, I would like to ask you, I don't want you to forget that Joe Biden said that. I just want you to unlisten to the clip we just played for you. <laughs> Our sponsor this half hour. Uh, is Relief Factor. Now, John lives in California. He's been suffering from neck and back pain for years. And I hate to say this, but I am contractually obliged to point out 
the pain in your neck may have something to do, uh, John, with where you live. I'm just saying. John's doctor uh, not only couldn't find the right medication to help his pain, John's doctor was also suffering from pain. You know, that's probably not the doctor I go to. I got a back problem. It's just killing me, Doc. Oh, I know. I got one, too. What is it you want? Uh, nothing. Thank you, Doc. Fortunately for both John and the doctor, John heard me talking about Relief Factor on the radio, and he decided he was going to give it a try. After all, after all, his doctor couldn't help him. Sure enough, within a couple of weeks of, of starting to take it, John's pain started to go away. Eventually, it was gone altogether, and he didn't keep it a secret. He went back to his doctor and said, let me write you a prescription. Uh, just call this number. John's doctor started using it, and he also is now out of pain. You don't need a prescription for this because it's not a drug. It's, uh, it's, it was developed by doctors, but 70% of the people who try it, it actually works for. Now, you might be part of the 30%, and that's why they have the three-week trial period, because you should know within three weeks. And nobody wants you to buy a bunch of stuff that does not working for you. So if it's not working within three weeks, it probably won't. Try it for three weeks and then see if you want to order more. Order the Quick Start Trial Pack. It's $19.95. It'll run for three weeks. Take it as directed and see if you don't find relief from your pain. 800-583-84. 800-583-84. It's relieffactor.com. 10 seconds. Station ID. Dan Boncino joins us in uh, just a second. I'm going to surprise him and put Geraldo Rivera on the phone, too. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Is that guy obnoxious? Geraldo Rivera is I I don't know why he's still on television. Uh, I mean, I think it's a pact with the devil. Have you know, the guy's 70. Uh, He looks the same as he did when he was like in the 1970s. But anyway, he was on Fox with um, uh, with Dan Bongino. And he's like, you know, Dan, you're just a bomb thrower and a name caller. You're you're just a fathead. And it's like, wait, wait, didn't you just call him a name? Uh, and Dan just, I mean, Dan just was sitting there going, I, I, I can't talk well. He's on. Um, and he was trying to have a reasonable con- uh, conversation about guns. They're now talking about taking guns away from the police. Now, I just want to. I would just like to do an autopsy on this body here, and uh, let's just remember how we got here. So the only ones that should have guns are the police, and only the police should be able to have guns, and they should be the ones protecting our schools and our neighborhoods. And you don't need a gun because you don't know how to use a gun. But now the police shouldn't have guns. Well, that's a good idea. Wow. So the police shouldn't have a gun. You shouldn't have a gun. Who would have a gun? I mean, besides Bloomberg, uh, you know, people like Michael Moore, you know, besides the, the gifted and enlightened, who would have a gun? Just the bad guys, not even the police would have a gun. And they're talking now about this is from the mayor of Minnesota. Take away the guns from the police for traffic stops. 
Oh. Oh, that's a good idea because traffic stops are never dangerous for cops. No, never. There's never been a, a police officer injured at a traffic stop. That's never, never, never happened. You know, I remember in this was in the 80s. Uh, I just moved to Baltimore and at least where I'm from, the small town that I lived in uh, my whole life uh, was Mount Vernon, Washington. And I remember my dad getting pulled over a couple of times. I got pulled over uh, before. And in my town at the time, you would get out of your car and you would go meet the police officer halfway. You know, you just get out of your car and you'd be like, hey, Bill. Yeah, sorry. What's you know, what's the problem? Yeah, dude, uh, you're speeding. And I know your dad and he's not going to like it. And here's a ticket. Um, so I moved to Baltimore. I was probably 20 two maybe and i hadn't been pulled over since you know i was a kid once in texas and that scared the snot out of me i don't know how you drive up there in the yankee parts of the country but here in texas we obey the law okay (laughs) so i'm in baltimore and i'm pulled over and it's like my first day in Baltimore. I have no idea where I am, really. I don't know anything about the news or what's been going on. And I'm pulled over on the highway, and I get out of my car. And all of a sudden, the doors open on the squad car, the guns come out, and they're kneeling behind the doors, and they're like, get back into the car. And I'm like, oh, okay, oh, okay, okay. Then they approach the car, guns drawn, pointed at me, and they and they said, uh, "What the hell are you doing?" And I'm like, "Speeding, I guess. Is this the way you always pull people over?" And they, uh, you know, once they realized I was a complete and total imbecile, they said, "We just had a police shooting. Don't ever get out of your car. Don't ever get out of your car. It's the fastest way to be shot." So now when I'm pulled over because I just don't care. I still get out of my car. No, I stay in my car and I keep my hands at 10 and 2. It's the most dangerous time for a cop. And we're talking about taking... I mean, these guys are... They feel like they are on the front lines every day. Everybody is blaming them for everything they do. And now you want to disarm them? Who's going to protect you? Here's the clip. I don't believe that officers need to necessarily uh, have weapons, uh, you know, uh, every time they they're they're making a, a traffic stop uh, uh. or or engaged in uh, situations that don't necessarily call for uh, for weapons. We know I that there guys. are other many uh. other jurisdictions or even around the world where uh, that uh. is not, you know necessarily the case it's not needed yeah 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 in switzerland um the the amazing thing here is uh, these people you know they always say defer to the experts defer to the experts is that mayor an expert in law enforcement is that the is that the expert first of all i'm not i'm going to listen to the experts but i'm not going to defer to the experts i'm i'm going to use my brain and listen to what that expert is saying. Then I'm going to listen to another expert. And then I'm going to do my own homework. As I recommend you do. You are in charge of the country. You are in charge of your own freedom. 
Uh, but to put these guys into a squad car, and I, I, I would love to see the Minneapolis police go up to that uh, mayor and say, hey, here's the keys to the squad car. You go out and patrol for a week. No, you, you just do it. Go ahead. Go ahead. You do it. And you city council people, here's another squad car for you. And you get a squad car. And you get a squad car. And you get a squad car. This is the Glenn Beck Program. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Okay, uh, we have Dan Bongino coming up in a second. Also, you don't want to miss Hour 3. We've got some really funny stuff and some great stuff coming up, but also, I think it's in Hour 3 where I'm going to be talking about what's coming. It's inside the house. It is, it, it, the, the economy is on the edge now, they're going to tell you all kinds of different things, but the economy is on the edge. There's, there's an article today that I read. America, uh, you might be headed towards a uh, collapse like Greece. Do you remember what that was like? Please refinance your loan. Please get out of these high interest credit card debts. Please get your financial house in order. Please call American Financing now. Come on, we're in this together. We all need to be solid so there's somebody left to rebuild this. Besides, you know, the head of Coca-Cola who's probably got this handled. Go to AmericanFinancing.net now. And head over to BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn. Go get your uh, subscription to Blaze TV. It's 10 bucks off right now. Our next guest is a friend of the program, friend of mine, and uh, somebody that I I have a business opportunity I'd like to suggest. Dan Bongino is joining us. Dan, is you, have you ever thought about signing a, a big deal uh, to go on a tour with uh, Geraldo Rivera? Because you'd never have to go, because you'd never get a chance to talk. So you could make money literally in your sleep. Um, first First of all, let me that. ask you, Dan. I love it. Quick, I'm always open for a business opportunity. <laughs> I, I love that. Let's get quickly. Let, <laughs> let me just uh, let me just ask you first. How are you feeling? How are you doing? Yeah, doing good. I, I appreciate that. Thanks for asking. Doing okay. Doing okay. So uh, always are praying you, every day for that. Doing good. Um, how long away are you, or how far away are you from getting uh, all clear? Well, I May 3rd, I have a scan out at MD Anderson in Houston and uh, hoping that one turns up negative. And, you know, if okay, it good. does, it's a battle for the rest of your life. You know, you know we've yeah. got to go scan all the time, but uh, let's hope it's okay. I think it'll be. We're praying for you. Um, all right. Thanks. Let's talk a little bit about the insane idea now from the mayor of uh, Minneapolis of taking guns away from police officers, but really only at traffic stops, because that's not dangerous yeah. at all for them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, listen, there are two scenarios in policing that pretty much every cop, and I know you know a lot of them, will tell you that, uh, that are the most dangerous. Uh, traffic stops and domestic violence calls. Uh, the most dangerous, I would say, hands down. Now, why is that? Uh, you know, if you're thinking logically, not like, you know, the mayor of uh, Brooklyn uh, Center who said that absurdity there, that they shouldn't have guns on some traffic stops. The, the reasons why, uh, if you're using reason or, or self-explanatory, we're, we're visual creatures, right? 
we're not bats. We're not dogs. You know, bats use what uh, <laughs> echolocation. Um, dogs right. use olfaction and smell. We're visual creatures. So when you're approaching someone in the street outside of a vehicle, you can typically ask them to see their hands. So, Glenn, here's a minute. this is really going to be crazy for the liberals. This thing. You can see the hands. You know, eyeballs don't shoot, knees don't shoot, elbows don't shoot, fingers do. Fingers are located on hands. This is all news to liberals, okay? So you can see them. The problem when you're approaching a vehicle and why they're so dangerous is a vehicle is a contained box on wheels. Again, news to liberals. You can't see what's inside the vehicle until you approach the vehicle. And if someone is going to shoot you, God forbid, as a police officer, and you have to react to it, they know what they're going to do before you know how to react. So by the time you see it, you could be already dead, tragically, like that officer in New Mexico we saw that video for. So again, this is just reason. I know that's difficult for liberals to get through their heads, but that's the stupidity of asking an officer in his most dangerous situation to not be armed with a firearm. Dan, let me let me ask you, let me branch out here and let's look at the the whole landscape of what's going on. You've pushed people to the brink with covid. Even the director, national director of intelligence has come out and said there are going to be revolutions around the world and instability uh, because of covid and because of what's going to happen to economies and people aren't able to get goods and services. They're not able to go to work, et cetera, et cetera. So the director of national intelligence says there's a problem and it's going to be revolutions. It will uh, it will take uh, semi stable com- uh, countries and destabilize them because there will be migrants that rush into those countries and destabilize that country. We have all these things going on. The Supreme Court now, maybe 13, maybe the filibuster. Hey, let's make Puerto Rico and Washington, D.C. a state. Yeah. Yeah. What 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 is going to happen here? Well, I I hope I hope this conversation we're about to have is looked at in four or five years and everybody says, oh, Dan and Glenn, that was all crazy. I mean that I I, I genuinely hope that this conversation's left off in a few years. Unfortunately, of course, it won't we do. Be. Um, because, uh, you know, I had an AP history class in high school and the teacher was he was a Democrat, but he was a smart guy. And he said, you know, the reasons you don't have societal chaos in places like the United States, and you likely won't in the future, thank God, is because we have a middle class. Um, And people in the middle class have a lot to lose. You know, the rich are usually powerful. They insulate themselves. The poor um, have nothing to lose. A lot of poor people and countries with a lot of poor people, you see revolutions precisely because they have nothing to lose. We have a pretty vibrant middle class, despite the left's protestations otherwise. But you accurately stated in the corona era, where we've used coronavirus as an excuse to evaporate pretty much all of our God-given big R rights, right, Glenn? I mean, let's walk them through one by one, right? You, ha- you previously thought you had the freedom to assemble. Um, using coronavirus, the leftist says, no, no, you can't assemble. Matter of fact, if we see you in groups of four or five or larger in a home praying, uh, we're going to basically come in and, and you know, either lock you up or, or, pre- or prevent that. Correct. You can't practice your religion. You weren't allowed in church. I mean, we could go through these rights one by one. Um, even the right freedom to of press, the government. And, <laughs> right? Yeah, yes, freedom. all of them, all of them. Yeah. I mean, you and I are in conservative media. Um, there's a threat of of being banned from the public space, the new public space on YouTube and Twitter every day. Liberals don't have this problem. So every one of those rights has been under attack using either the guise of uh, identity politics or coronavirus. So what's the consequence of that? Well, the consequence is obvious. 
you start to lose the middle classes. Their businesses are taken away, their right to practice their religion, mm-hmm. and you incentivize exactly what you open the conversation with, people who have nothing to lose, unfortunately, to try and fight back. You are a former Secret Service uh, agent, and you're not a, just a Treasury agent or, you know, I worked in a Secret Service in, you know, wherever. You were actually in the White House when we first met. I, I swear, I think you were the body double for uh, Barack Obama because you look a lot like him from <laughs> a distance. And now a lot of liberals would be like, we should have targeted him. Uh, right. Oh, Dan, it looks like his uh, audio kind of cut out here. <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah we kind of lost him here in the middle. I mean, that's what happens, you know, silencing, silencing the voices of conservatives once again, uh, Dan. I, I like how you picked that up. <laughs> that was just seamless. See, as broadcast professionals, all of us, right? right? I have the luxury of being taped a lot on my podcast, but doing some live fill-ins on Fox Boom! You bounce right in there, and you just—you yeah. have to have a—you have to have a line ready to go in your head. Like, well, here are my thoughts on the matter, right? I like how you did that. Very, very tight. Thank very you, Dad. Appreciate are you, that. Can you guys hear me now? Yeah, we can hear you now, Glenn. Yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. We, we, we have talking a about how how this happens. You broadcast professionals bounce right in when there's a technical lapse. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Well, we're having a rainstorm here, but uh, the state of Texas has guaranteed me that we'll never have a loss of power. So uh, (laughs) I'm sure we're set. Uh, So, Dan, uh, you sat and you watched these people and you told me the first time we met, the first time you really started questioning things was you were watching them watch me on Fox and you realized some of the things that you that I was saying, they were like. What the hell? How how does he even know this? Uh, and it was just uh, because I was obsessed. right. Glenn, they were and, obsessed. Remember that thing you did on Van Jones? Yeah. I mean, you you single handedly at the time probably got them to say, "Hey, maybe this wasn't the best hire." But they are obsessed. <laughs> they could not take it. The you and right. Hannity, they were obsessed with you. Yeah, that wasn't a joke. That wasn't hyperbolic yeah. when I told you that. So, but you sat there and you said, I've had my eyes opened because I've, I'm, I'm seeing and I'm listening and I'm seeing what you're saying and then I'm seeing what they're saying and what they're doing. And uh, I really need to stop because I'm, I'm in the wrong place. I need to speak out and I need to stand against this. Uh, and yeah. It, yeah, I mean, you're seeing what's happening. Do you believe that? This is all just a matter of coincidence, and they're all—they're all really have the best ideas. And and gee, the Supreme Court thing—we're not really gonna do that. That's not really our intention. I mean, they are acting like fascists, and they're doing it with Coca-Cola and all the rest of them on board. I, listen, I'm glad you use the F word, and I'm not talking about the FCC F word. I'm talking about the fascist word, because I said this on my show the other day. Uh, why are we not calling it what it is? You know, we're living in a society where 40% of the people are living a lie. We're living a, an actual lie right now. Donald Trump colluded with the Russians. I mean, we're, you know, uh, the officer in, uh, in this shooting of Dante Wright was a, was a racist. No evidence of that whatsoever. We, nobody even knows that yet. People are just living a lie. And, and, and it's a time like that where it takes truth tellers to speak the truth and use the descriptions that are accurate for what's happening right now. 
We have people, as we just discussed, trying to wipe out your freedom to practice religion, your freedom, your freedom to participate in an open forum and uh, in a public in a new public space and social media. People preventing your right to assemble. This is scary stuff. And when you realize, Glenn, that this is not an accident, as you you accurately just stated, this is being done intentionally. Body blows to soften you up, to get used to the wiping out of your big R God-given rights and replacing it with subjective government values. All of a sudden, you say, like I did when I left the Secret Service, holy, you know, fill in the blanks. I'm not going to be a part of this. And I'm wondering where more truth tellers are. I mean, you see yeah. the story yesterday with the whole Russia debacle, like the intelligence community at the top. A lot of it's been corrupted. You know, this whole Russia bounty story, bounty story was fake, totally fake. And then we see this other story conveniently comes out the same day. Oh, look, this Konstantin Kalimnik was the source for Paul Manafort, whatever. And then we find out he was a source for the Obama administration, too. This is all being done to foster a narrative. And none of it is to advance your big R God-given rights. None of it. And you have people, I don't know what their motivation is, but you have even Lori Lightfoot. They're the Adam Toledo shooting. Are you familiar with this? The, yeah, uh, yeah, the, the, the guy that the guy was shot back in March and they withheld the tape. And let me just play real quick the the uh, 12 seconds of uh, footage. Stop, right now. Here they are. Stop, stop, hey, stop. Show me your head. Stop it. Stop it. Hose end. OK, they shoot him. And when you see that, you're like, oh, my gosh, they shot an unarmed man. They never released the videotape. They released that, but they never really released the videotape until, I think, a couple of days ago. And if you look at it frame by frame, you see this. Put the frame up. There he is standing there with a gun behind his back. Now, the cop, he becomes his standing. Right. Notice how he's standing, though, Glenn. Bladed off. So you can't see his right. What did I just tell you? Hand yep. shoot, not elbows, not shoulders. Right. You can't see his right hand, the hand he has the pistol in. When you see the gun, you all of a sudden he drops the gun, but then the hand, mm-hmm. because he's bladed off, you can't see anymore. So he didn't know he didn't have the gun. But nobody's going to tell you that. This doesn't advance their narrative. Dan Bongino, uh, let me know about the test, man. Uh, we'll keep praying for you. God bless you. Thank you for everything you're doing. Um, and uh, thanks for being on the program. Appreciate it. Thanks, buddy. Talk to you soon. You got it. Dan Bongino. All right. Our uh, sponsor this half hour is Hustler Turf. Comes, uh, you know, a point in the year when it's finally time to get under God's blue sky and give the lawn a haircut and sweat on your brow. You're sitting there in your ball cap, favorite tune in your ears. You're singing along. Nobody's going to hear you. The sweet smell of the freshly mown grass hanging in the air as you roar by on your Hustler Turf zero-turn lawnmower. It's a good day for it. It used to take you twice as long to mow your lawn. In some ways, it's bittersweet. But the last thing you want to do is spend two hours mowing your lawn. Now it only takes you about an hour because you have a Hustler Turf. And it's dependable. Hustler has been making mowers for industrial jobs for literally decades. They pioneered the zero-turn mower and perfected it. And they're making zero-turn mowers now for you and your yard. It's the same sturdy, toughest nail run-forever quality. 
but at a size that matches your needs. A lot of great lawnmowers out there, and I want you to go and A, B, compare. Go look at the best you can find. But then make sure you go to HustlerTurf.com and find a dealer near you and, and look and test drive a Hustler Turf. I'm telling you, there's no comparison between the best of the best that you'll find at Home Depot or whatever and a Hustler Turf. HustlerTurf.com. That's HustlerTurf.com. We have our sink back yet? We were we uh, something happened at the uh, at the studio here at my house, and we've lost sync. So it's like watching a bad uh, Godzilla movie. I've, just, I've always just wanted to do this. The monster is destroying our power lines. <laughs> Quick. Okay. Uh, I had Glenn Greenwald on for a uh, podcast. Uh, and the podcast was supposed to come out yesterday, but I'll explain when you listen to the podcast coming out today. Uh, and he was fascinating. And we talked to him about tech oligarchs. Listen to this. We as a planet are going for a giant oligarchy and it is high tech that is allowing them to, uh, squash anybody who's warning about it and media. you know, I th- there was. I think one of the most interesting things that has happened in the last couple months, three months, is when Facebook and Twitter, basically all Silicon Valley platforms, united to remove the sitting president of the United States from the internet to deny him the opportunity to communicate yep. with hundreds of millions of people. The people who cheered that were American journalists because, paradoxically, journalists who are supposed to defend principles of free expression, free speech, and a free press are, in fact, the most aggressive advocates for Internet censorship. They're the ones who agitate it for it. But the people who denounced it were world leaders, including many who have no love loss for Donald Trump, like Angela mm-hmm. Merkel in Germany and mm-hmm. the Macron mm-hmm. government in France and even the president of Mexico, um, President Lopez Obrador, who, who said in a really eloquent press conference, what we're creating is this world government of these tech oligarchs answerable to yep. nobody. And that's yep. what, you know, that's what Angela Merkel was saying, too, was she was saying, look, you know, here in Germany, we do believe in regulations on speech, but if you're going to have them – it has to be the democratic process that decides them, the lawmakers who are elected by the people. This is not that. This is unelected overlords, oligarchs deciding who can and cannot be heard. It's a fascinating interview. We cover just about everything. Glenn Greenwald on the podcast. If you're blazetv.com slash Glenn subscriber, you'll get it today. Otherwise, wherever your podcasts are found tomorrow. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Thank you so much. Uh, I want to tell you about our sponsor this half hour. It's Roe versus Wade, the movie. I don't know if you've seen it yet. I can't believe that it is being is being allowed uh, to be seen uh, on Google or Amazon, iTunes. It's everywhere. Uh, it is the true story about the Supreme Court argument of uh, Roe versus Wade, and you see exactly what uh, Planned Parenthood did, the lies and the, the extortion that were involved in that are pretty incredible. Uh, John Voight is in the movie. It is, it's uh, not a documentary. It's an actual movie. You might want to watch it this weekend. You can get it and download it now on your major cable or satellite carrier on demand. Uh, it's also available iTunes, Amazon, and Google Play. It is Roe versus Wade, the movie. 
All right, last hour of the program, you sick, twisted freak. Chad Prather uh, joins us, except I have a few things to rant on before we get to that. Coming up. 15 seconds. It's Friday, which is usually a good thing, but there are a few stories that are going to make my freaking head explode. And so I warn you, grab some duct tape, wrap your head tightly, so when your head does explode, it's not going to stop it from exploding, but you'll at least have all of the pieces of your skull. So when you go back and you're, you're in the emergency room, they're like, ah, got another one. Listen to the Glenn Beck program. Yep. Yeah, we've got four with exploded heads. Good thing they had the duct tape ready. My rant, next. The Glenn Beck Program. i got to start with something that makes me so angry. Hey, let's talk about tax hikes, money printing, hedge funds collapsing, banks losing billions in bad leveraged bets. All these things business as usual when you're in the business of eroding the value of the dollar as the current administration seems to be. And both the Republicans and the Democrats seem to be fine with all of this. The collapse of the dollar is all but inevitable at this point. And if you're smart, you're looking for ways to protect yourself. You want to invest in something? Here's an idea. Invest in plywood. Have you seen the price of plywood? Hey, invest of a invest in... Uh, a gallon of gasoline. You can double your money. They're calling this uh, just a spike and they are no big deals. No, no. This is what's coming our way. This is what's coming our way. May I suggest that the dollar's dominance is about to collapse. Now, it could happen tomorrow. It could happen in five years from now. But we are not going to be spending those paper U.S. dollars for long. With every single order placed now at Goldline this week for gold or silver, you're going to get this week only. Today is the last day you'll qualify for the free, um, uh, Mind Your Own Business silver bar for free at no cost. The bars were something that uh, I suggested that they do, and they, they stamp them with, free, uh, uh, with um, Mind Your Business because that's what was on the original U.S. coins. Didn't say in God we trust. It said mind your business boy wouldn't you love that to be our motto now mind your own business it's a gold line goldline.com call them now they're waiting for your call just find out if gold or silver is right for you but please please consider having some of your money in something other than the u.s dollar you are going to regret it. Please call Goldline and find out if gold or silver is right for you. 866-GOLDLINE. 866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. 
Stu, uh, I just, I need your help uh, on uh, this story because I'm going to lose my ever-loving mind. Let's do it. (laughs) The Biden administration now sees hydrogen as the Swiss army knife for eliminating emissions. The Biden administration and all types of industry now are saying we should develop domestic hydrogen Mm. as a linchpin in our economy and the linchpin in our effort to eliminate U.S. emissions by 2050. Mm. Now, why could I why would I possibly be wildly upset? Well, I remember sitting out front of in Columbus Circle. Mm-hmm. Out in front of the old CNN building mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and watching you get out of a car from mm-hmm. General Motors mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, that ran on hydrogen. Ran on hydrogen. Yeah. I remember Zero this. emissions. Mm-hmm. Zero mm-hmm. emissions. Mm-hmm. And you remember what I said to the maker GM? Do you remember what I said about that? I remember you saying it was a pretty amazing car uh-huh, uh-huh, and uh-huh, that uh-huh. it could really easily be the future if it was oh, just embraced. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. And uh, he said, no, the, the government has embraced it. Uh, we've already got a deal with one of the major gas station chains. They're going to be having hydrogen stations. All of it. This is going to be done in the next 10 to 15 years. Hydrogen is the future. And I said, the left will never allow (laughs) you to do it. And what was the first thing the Obama administration did? The first thing they did when they get into office. Hmm. You remember? I don't remember the exact details. I just remember they tanked the hydrogen car. Yeah, they tanked the hydrogen car. And then when they gave GM a bailout, they said, yeah, you need to go with a Chevy Volt because that thing's hot. I mean, really hot. Mm. Oh, I can't. I can't take government getting involved in absolutely everything. Hydrogen is the future. Zero um, emissions. Now, do you know how we make hydrogen? Well, we don't have to mine anything. All we need to do is take the water that is being used as a coolant for our nuclear power plants and instead of having our nuclear power plants power down which they don't ever have to do power down in the middle of the night while everybody's going seepy seep they then make that uh they zap that water and take out the o and get the h that's how you make an unlimited supply of energy it's really complex and very dangerous for the planet i can't take it now um in the no kidding in fact do we have the the sherlock i think this is appropriate because i've got a few of these that are just a little obvious you have them sarah okay Let me start with a story. Um, A majority of students now say it's unfair for non-college educated taxpayers to bail out student loans. Really? Have you found it? 
She's still looking for it. I would just, uh, we're having would all sorts of, it's, it's one of those uh, days. It's, there you go. There it is. Now, Sherlock. Thank you. No kidding. <laughs> no kidding. It's unfair. Now, I'd like to, now that you're using your thinking caps, and you're like, oh, it's, a, it's a wrong to have, it's unfair to have somebody who didn't go to college pay for my college. Good for you. Who's thinking? Now, let me take you a step further. For people who did go to college and they did come up somehow or another with all that money to pay for that college so they could have an education, why is it fair for them to pay for yours after they've paid for theirs? <laughs> yeah, I know. It's kind of a brain bender, isn't it? It's very difficult to figure that one out. Cities with the BLM protests, cities with BLM protests have had 6,000 more homicides than expected. Now, Sherlock! Ho-ho! Who would have seen that coming? They had up to 6,000 more homicides. Now, what does that have to do with BLM protests? Well, I don't know. Maybe we should maybe we should imagine a new way to police. Well, good news is Portland plans to commit a combat crime now with unarmed park rangers. Now, <clears throat> no offense to our Park rangers. But the last criminal I saw them try to get said, get your own picnic basket. I mean, if you're chasing down Yogi and Boo Boo, maybe we go for the park ranger. But if we're going for crime, I'm just reimagining things. And thinking that's not probably the best idea. Let's replace the police with park rangers. Take away their guns, too. Okay. Maryland has become the first state now to repeal the Police Bill of Rights. That's going to work out really, really well. And the latest word that you are not supposed to use is mistress. What do we, what do we, what do we call the person? Because I, I mean, we could go what we call guys when they're breaking up a marriage. We, we just call them dirt bags, slime bags. Many people will use MFers. Is that better than mistress? Mistress sounds kind of nice and happy. It does. It's uh, the it, it's from the AP too that is doing this right, and they yeah. recommend using either lover or friend. Ah. Friend isn't really descriptive enough, is it? You know, I'm going to go out on a limb here, Stu. I'm mm-hmm. going to go out on a limb, mm-hmm. but I think that if I come home and. Uh, I think when I come home and there's lipstick all over 
my private parts. <laughs> and my wife says, what's that from? And I said, oh, I was just out with a friend. I don't think it matters if you call her a friend or a mistress. Now, Sherlock. My gosh, life is not this hard to figure out. Uh, I'm going to bring in uh, I'm going to bring in one of my favorite people. He is uh, really, really funny. Chad Prather coming up in just a second. First, let me take one minute to tell you about Rectech, the ultimate grilling experience. When you go online, you're going to shop and shop for a Rectech. Now, I, I want you they, they only sell them online and they do that because they cut out the middleman. I mean, no offense to Home Depot. It's wonderful, especially with their new political arm. Oh, when Home Depot's CEO comes out and tells us how we should vote, I love that. When they collude with a bunch of other rich CEOs and they find a way to make sure they, they get Democrats elected forever. Oh, my gosh, I want to buy more lumber and nails. But uh, Rectech cuts that middleman out. And you might think you know what a great uh, griller or smoker is, but unless you've seen a, a Rectech, you have not seen a, a great uh, smoker or griller or even oven. I mean, it's a, it, it, it will bake things in it as well, and it holds a consistent temperature. It has smart technology. It is the future of grilling. Go to Rectech right now and AB compare them. If you're in the grill or in the in the uh, market for a grill or a smoker or you just like good food, Rectech, R-E-C-T-E-Q dot com, Rectech dot com. Ten seconds, station ID. Oh, goodness, goodness. Oh, my deepest apologies to Mr. Home Depot, who did not end up signing that letter. They were oh, one of the only companies that didn't, that, that were signed uh, that call. Good for them. Oh, good for them. You know, they're one no, of the founders, I, a big uh, big Trump supporter, big uh, Republican. Uh-huh. Uh, and they, so they did not uh-huh. go on that. I think that is important to note, maybe. I don't know. I think maybe it is. Mm-hmm. Maybe it is. I'll continue to watch big anything, including big lumber shopping place. There you go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have Chad Prather in. Hello, Chad. Hello, Glenn. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm investing in plywood. Are you? <laughs> Can I tell you something? You would have made a lot of money if you would have bought a lot of plywood last year. And that's no doubt about it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's the, only gone, thing that, it's the only thing that stayed open, Glenn, was places that sell plywood. <laughs> That's why I think, th- I, I mean, everybody's looking to the, you know, the Wuhan lab. I, you look at the, you look at Sherwin-Williams, uh, you know, every plant store and uh, landscaping business <laughs> and Home Depot. I, I mean, they're the ones who profited off of this. Yeah. And that's a tangible commodity. Yeah, uh, you can reach out and touch it. I don't know what cryptocurrency is, but I can reach out and touch the plywood. <laughs> I will tell you this. I, I think, you know, in, in my family, we are starting to think like people, smart people did in the 1930s. And that is you you start to store up on the things that people will barter for, because if you know, if the dollar collapses, you, you, there's going to be a transition period a. And I mean, I just read something uh, from, gosh, who was it? It was it's one of the guys who's, you know, 
His job is to think about how do we transition economies. And if the, the dollar starts to really collapse, which it will, what happens is they'll go to a different kind of dollar. It'll either be a global dollar or it'll be the U.S., the DUSD, which is the digital U.S. dollar. And banks will say you have X number of uh, days or weeks to turn in all of your money and convert them to digital dollars. However, this digital dollar is worth more. So what you have in the bank, you bring $100, we'll give you $40 of digital dollars. So you immediately cut your money at least in half. And the more you wait, uh, the less value your uh, dollar is worth and, and fewer people take your, your money. So you got to take the deal or else, unless you have something else, unless you have you know, some sort of durable good that everybody everybody will still want. Yeah, that's why I, years ago I started stocking up on 22 bullets. <laughs> 22 bullets. Somebody's got to pay for these mistresses somehow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you would have if, if you would have stocked up, did you stock up on 22s? I really did, 22. Because that is, I mean, that's almost impossible to find. I mean, yeah. everything now is. But for a long time, you because my kids would shoot 22s and you couldn't you couldn't find them anywhere no they're hard they're it's impossible ammo ammo is so ridiculously uh if you can find it so ridiculously expensive at this point uh every time you pull the trigger at the range you don't hear a bang anymore you hear cha-ching you do you do have you changed because you're a you're a shooter i'm a shooter Uh, i love (laughs) competitive and shooting sports uh, and uh, I, I don't even go to the range anymore. It's, it's, it's dangerous. It becomes more and more dangerous the more and more expensive they make ammunition because y- you can't afford to go and just blow through a lot of rounds. No, you can't, and, and there's something addictive about pulling that trigger. What I've gotten into doing, Glenn, is uh, long-range rifle shooting. Not yeah. as not as mm. many bullets being expended yeah. in that, and there is some there but is I, some fun. I got to tell you, I I started that last year or two years ago with uh, I have a Lapua, mm-hmm. and uh, you're shooting a Lapua round. It's like six dollars, yeah. <laughs> and so it's like, yeah, I didn't have to pull it ten times. I only pulled it once. Well, see, that's the beauty. I've got five kids, so I just send one downrange to pick up that bullet and bring it back. <laughs> <laughs> send the one I don't like. That's that's the one we send down send down through no man's land. So let me ask you this: a serious question. We have over four hundred million firearms uh, in the country, and Stu. That's 400 legally owned, 400 million legally owned firearms, right? I I think that is legally owned. I could, I could yeah. be wrong on that, but I know that the number is at least 400 million now. Yeah, there there's this isn't Australia. This isn't England. You know, when England went to war, uh they actually had to borrow guns. And I'm not making this up. They borrowed rifles from American hunters. Because they didn't have enough ri- uh, rifles to go to fight the Second World War. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we lent them our own private rifles until they could get on their feet. Uh, th- this country could fight several wars uh, with just what we have in private hands. 
How do you think they expect to round any of those up? Oh, there's no possible way. There's and, no way. And then you take in the will of the people. The people aren't going to give those guns up. I mean, they're going to do whatever they can. I mean, we've we've made a hobby out of stockpiling this stuff, right? We, we're going to protect it with our life. Uh, you know, it's pretty interesting. You talk about the will of the people. Uh, do you realize Texas, uh, we're kind of in Texas independent season, has never mustered more than 1,000 fighting men since 1800. Never more than 1,000 in their armies or militia. They won their independence with that. And uh, that's the will. I mean, that is the strength and the resolve of the American people right there. You're just not going to take freedoms that easily. And the numbers are stacked against you. I mean, they've taken freedom of the press, freedom to assemble, freedom of religion, and freedom of speech pretty quickly. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, they're not entirely gone, but they are on the ropes, every single one of those. And that's just the First Amendment. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. We're living in dangerous days. We're having to comply with stupidity these days. That's that's what it's it's insane what we're going through. Well, isn't that because a a uh, our system is as Adam said, our system of governance is uh, wholly inadequate for a uh, non-religious and non-moral people. Right. And and wasn't it? De Tocqueville that said, "If it's a, you're only going to be great as long as you're good. I mean, as long as you're a good people. Because as yeah. soon as you stop being a good people, you're in trouble. The, the left and the progressives, I mean, what we're seeing, what you were talking about earlier, they want anarchy. They want to redefine. They want to reimagine the police. They want all of that gone. They don't want law and order. They don't want that. They want chaos. Because with chaos, they can rule that. It's a mob oh, yeah. rule. Yep. Um, we have Chad Prather on with us. I, he is actually, and I don't, are you seriously, and say this to me, look me in the eye. Are you are you running for governor of Texas or is this a bit according to the state of Texas and the Texas uh, Ethics Commission? I am indeed on file running for governor. (laughs) Okay, but according to you, yes, I am. Are you? You are. Okay, I want to then I want to ask you some serious questions about what you would do as governor of Texas. I'm looking forward to that. Next. This is the Glenn Beck Program. I'm telling you, any, I mean, Donald Trump was elected president. You don't think Chad Prather could become governor of, of Texas? Of course. Um, let, me, uh, let me talk to you here about uh, LifeLock. LifeLock wants to urge you to protect yourself. Cyber criminals are out there and they work every day to take your stuff and your good name. And they can do it easily, uh, especially during tax season and COVID tax season. They may have already filed for your tax return and already gotten it. You're waiting for it. And you eventually call the IRS and they're like, no, we already sent that out. Okay, it wasn't me. May I suggest you lock your identity up and keep what's yours? LifeLock is there. Nobody can monitor everything. But LifeLock will see the things that you'll miss on your own. They will help you, and they have a team of people that if there's a problem with your identity, that team goes to work to clean up that mess. That's where the rubber meets the road. LifeLock.com. Use the promo code BECK and save 25% now. When's the last time you saw a candidate for governor do 60 shots of beer in an hour? Uh, Chad Prather joins us on the Power Hour tonight, youtube.com slash America, 9 p.m. Eastern. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. It's Friday, and we have Chad Prather uh, in with us. Uh, Chad is 
I mean, what, what are you exactly? A That's- comedian? singer songwriter what what <laughs> it's kind of funny they had me uh, they wanted me to come speak the gop wanted me to come speak at the state capitol on wednesday and so you looked at the flyer and you had all these state reps and state senators and then there was chad prather comedian <laughs> 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 i said can we put, at least change that to tv host or something <laughs> yeah. conservative humorist oh, i mean no, let's add I, some I mean, syllables hey, the, the guy who uh, the guy who won in ukraine was a comedian absolutely I Absolutely. Mean, he's now the president of Ukraine. Anybody I think we could trust- be president now. The, the president of Sweden uh, it, it was is the way, he was the CEO of IKEA, right? Mm-mm. Took really? him weeks to put his cabinet together. Ba-da-da. Oh, man. Holy cow, Dad. Thanks for stopping by. I've had a hard time so, defining that a long time. I, you know, I, I do comedy. I don't know that I consider myself a comedian. I, I go out and do comedy. Uh, but at the end of the day, uh, I, you name it, do everything. So uh, you're running for you're running for governor of of Texas. Yeah. And you say this is serious, but I don't believe anything you say is, is serious. But um, you're running for uh, governor. What what is your. Let me tell you how that started, Glenn. What? No, all right. I, Let me tell you how it started. So ahead. obviously we went through all of the shutdowns and the mandates and everything that happened. Yeah, and yeah, of yeah. course, Texas was not immune from all of that. Back in July, I was in South Dakota. I was getting ready for the president's speech at Mount Rushmore. July 2nd, I'm sitting there with Don Trump Jr. I'm drinking a glass of wine. We get another mask mandate. And I don't know if it was the wine or sitting next to a Trump <laughs> and that I just got on Twitter and said, screw it, I'm running for governor in 2022 i went to sleep woke up to a firestorm of response Mm. the next morning and i thought if i back out of this now they're going to tar and feather me (laughs) but but it was with true conviction look i love the state of texas i really do it's it's uh it's been really good to me i'm not originally from here been in you know the texas dfw area for 20 years now i love it. it this is my place of identity and destiny it really is and so I just don't like that we're not leading. I don't like that we're following. I think that our current governor, who has done a respectable job, I was saying to Stu yesterday, uh, he puts his finger up in the wind and basically looks to see what Ron DeSantis says and does and then gives it five days to get the public opinion back, and then he decides to say it himself. The difference between he and DeSantis is DeSantis is doing it and, and Greg Abbott's just saying it. So we're following. We're not leading. And that's just not a good yeah, it- I will tell you, I I think that, I mean, because Greg Abbott doesn't suck. Right. He just isn't, uh, he's just not Texan enough. And he's, I think he was born and raised here. And I like Greg Abbott. Yeah, born in Wichita Falls, raised in East Texas. Yeah, the thing about Greg Abbott that I hear is exactly what you said. Mm -hmm. Texas should be leading, not following. So I, I have people all the time that ask me when I'm out and about and traveling, they say, why isn't Texas doing what South Dakota's doing or what Florida's yeah, right. doing? And with all due respect to Christy Noem, uh, South Dakota doesn't have its own toast. <laughs> There's no waffle irons. There's no waffle irons in the shape of Florida, right? We put on, you know, our girls put on bikinis that, that are our state flag and float down a river every year. They, they don't do those kind of things in other states. This is Texas, by God. And uh, what I've always said is, you know, we talk about things being bigger in Texas or people walking a little bit taller. I call it a humble arrogance. You know, we've mm-hmm. seen the humility, like, for instance, when Harvey hit, we all banded together. We didn't ask for a lot of federal help. We People showed up and they helped their neighbors. And, and we've seen that over and over again. We saw it with the snowmageddon that happened just weeks ago. Uh, there is that humility. But there, there's also, you just don't tell us what to do. So there is that arrogance about us. I mean, we've, we have been a republic. We've been our own nation. 
we've got a rich heritage and a rich identity, but I think we've lost the identity. So what I keep saying to people, Glenn, is Texas isn't the Texas that most Texans think it is anymore. Uh, well, you know, I've seen some I've seen some uh, uh, polling numbers here in Texas. I mean, we're close to losing Texas. We are. Um, but uh, I've seen some polling numbers and the ones to really be concerned about are not the ones necessarily moving in because a lot of them moving in feel like I do. Right. I'm coming here for Texas. I, I the rest of the country has lost its mind. Um, the ones that really are a problem are the ones who grew up in Texas they uh are you know are just are they're just changing and they're becoming i guess maybe the same way that americans were you know right around 9-11 we thought we were invincible until it happened right and so they're just they're they're not thinking that texas could ever fail well daniel harwitz said something pretty profound to me the other day on the news and why it matters he said there's really no red states anymore uh, hmm. because of the big cities. The big cities have all gone blue. So yeah. if you look at San Antonio and Houston and Dallas and now even Fort Worth, uh, El Paso, you look at the big cities, you know, these sister cities in Texas, they're not red at all. Here's mm-hmm. what I'm concerned with, Glenn, is when it lo- when you look at state politics in Texas, I'm not worried so much about the left as I am the people who claim to be on the right and really yes. aren't. We have Correct. a lot of rhinos. We have a lot of people who have, who have ridden the Republican wave the way that they have. You, we passed... Uh, House Bill 1927 yesterday for constitutional carry, right? It was still not a great bill. I don't still don't. I'm still not pleased with what they passed. But that thing should have not only passed resoundingly, it should have passed a long time ago. This is the first time in 25 years that they actually got close to taking a look at it. So this is this is this is you can open carry or concealed carry and you don't need a permit you don't need a permit you pass a background check what i don't like about it is they don't want 18 to 21 year olds being able to carry under the same rules i don't like that at all so you Uh, have you have i mean if you're old enough to go to war you're old enough to carry a gun yeah i mean it's it's not right yeah i i i agree i think that greg abbott is not a bad guy i think he's done a, a respectable job but I just don't think he's Texan enough. That's a great way of putting that. And um, there's a lot of people who would argue with that. There's a lot of people who look at what I'm doing as a gimmick. At the end of the day, I'm wanting to kind of stir the fires of history and get people talking again about how great Texas has been. And I believe if, if, if we can apply that identity to who we are and recapture that, then we can re-embrace our destiny and continue to write history and leave a legacy. And we're just not doing that right now. We're kind of we're kind of got our thumb in the wind and we're just kind of waiting to see which way it blows. And uh, that's not a way to really lead a state. So right now, when when I hear this, I think you're right. And and stirring the embers. uh, Am I still on Mm -hmm. stirring the uh, embers of uh, history? The first thing I think of is, you know, what we need is a governor that would go on the stew show (laughs) and get hammered. Yeah, well, that's going to (laughs) happen. Right. That's going to happen. Yeah, that only... doesn't necessarily seem like the best idea. Oh, it's a great idea. Let me explain Good. something to you, man. Everybody keeps saying, do you know the skeletons are going to come out of the closet? And I said, look, I don't have a closet. I burned it down a long time ago. I broke it down to sell the plywood. What My skeletons are arranged in the front yard like Halloween. I have candy sitting in their lap. They're all out there for everybody to see. Listen, man, I've lived... For lack of better terms, a rock star life. I, I, I've toured. I've been all over the world. 
uh, I, I've done all these kind of things that uh, would make my grandmother blush. I've done them. I've owned it. There's no hiding it. We talk about it on my show all the time. Uh, we've lived a life, uh, but you know, there, there's nothing that's good. I haven't done anything illegal. I haven't done anything, you know, stupid well, or let's not. I wouldn't. I mean, let's blanket. let's just keep it there, Stu. <laughs> it I depends on out. how you define yeah. illegal. Well, it, I can still right. pass a background check. Okay, let's go that go. route. Yeah. All right. Uh, okay. But I've done plenty of things, so I don't worry about things like that. And let's face it, I'm not Donald Trump, but Trump did change the game in mm-hmm. that regard. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let me, let, that's let a me just ask reality. This. I am concerned about my friend, uh, Stu, yeah. because it seems like he's doing a lot of theme shows where it's like, let's just get hammered. <laughs> <laughs> and, well, want, uh, the best thing about doing uh, shows where you're getting hammered is the, the audience doesn't expect quality. No, you know, you're right. going to give them a low uh, quality. Right. I, yeah, there it is. We're training. Oh, drinking We're already, training We're, already stre- We're already stretching out, Glenn. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I know that, uh, you know, Stephen Crowder's attorney, uh, Bill the Asian lawyer. <laughs> half uh, Asian. Half, half Asian. Half Asian. I'm sorry. Stop half, half Asian. Asian hate. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, I hated the white part of him. So that's why I said Asian lawyer. Anyway, uh, I know last time you did this, you filmed like it three o'clock in the afternoon and he came in already hammered he yeah, was like he'd been, he'd been oh, drinking since lunch yeah <laughs> I, I didn't wait i just <laughs> you think about bill I, I don't know if it's the white side of him or the asian side of him but he could drink oh yeah he, he could put he it could, away he embarrassed all of us i mean he's he he well, that's why we didn't that's, invite him back this time yeah we were all embarrassed yeah. again um, uh, <laughs> a so, sign of the more you drink is the sign the more you have drunk yeah, yeah but, you know, that's, <laughs> that is true that's the way tolerance yeah. works we should point yeah. out by the way this is a, it's called the uh studios america 250th anniversary power hour uh it means one shot of beer per minute for 60 minutes and we try to actually have coherent political and and issue-based conversations and it works for a while a, for a short while. time and then it gets very messy it's and that's a lot of live fun. tonight yeah, it's going to be tonight, That's 9 p.m. Eastern on uh, YouTube.com okay. slash Studios America. Myself right. will be there, uh, Chad Prather, uh, Jason Buttrell, Spencer Corson, and Sarah Gonzalez as our moderately sober uh, designated okay. driver. I'm yeah. telling you because I can sue Spencer Corson. He used to be a protector <laughs> of mine before he went into his own business. Yeah, he's got a book coming out okay. and everything. Yeah, So he'll you'll have him so broken down. You ask him questions about my family. Because then I'll split the proceeds with you. Mm. I mean, we'll sue the snot out of him. Yeah, let's violate an NDA. Yeah, yeah, I get like him to that. violate that NDA. That'll be a that'll well, be a good thing. And Jason Buttrell was also one of your protectors, so we could yeah, just but keep Jason's pestering a rock. them. Uh, <laughs> you think rock. so? Yeah. You think yeah. so? I don't know. Yeah. You you saw him last time. He was he was skimping on his shots yeah. of beer. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think Spencer. I've you know I've seen Spencer drink before. I think he's going to be able to bring it. I don't know about Jason. Is a, he's a wuss. Yeah, the that's thing, true. The that's thing true. about Butchel you know, is he, he just he would stare off blankly. Yeah, <laughs> we didn't lose him for like ten minutes at a time. We're like, <laughs> we're supposed to be doing a show here. What are you doing? So let me ask you this: This is the two hundredth. 250th 250th episode of that crappy show that Crap. you do? Yeah. How dare you? Yes, yeah. uh, it is. It 250. is 250. How many episodes have I done? Oh my gosh, thousands. We actually tried to do this for one of your anniversaries and figure out how many hours of broadcast you've done. I mean, really your life is you haven't accomplished a lot. It's really been a, a, a really long just series of forgettable yapping. shows over yeah. multiple decades. Yeah. That's your that's uh, your life. That's, I mean, that's on your tombstone. Why don't you count this? Because if you're doing shots at 250, we should have just like a drip of heroin for every minute. <laughs> you know what I mean? We should just oh, have. We got to keep you clean, to get Glenn. Through. 
You what? We got to keep you clean, Glenn. What we do is we take a shot of espresso. We take a shot of espresso. We'll sound like auctioneers at the end of an hour, and then we'll drop dead of a heart attack. All right. That is uh, on the Stu uh, does, what is it? Stu, Stu uh, does it, beer? No, tonight. no. It's, it's the uh, 250th anniversary power hour tonight. YouTube.com slash Stu does America. I will say, Chad brought this up on the show uh, uh, last night. Uh, you know, a lot of big, important uh, societal movements have started around a beer. That's right. Right? around In a tavern, around a beer. Who knows what could come out of this evening? Right. right? I mean, I'll bet you that's how the Klan originally started. <laughs> well, it's how the Nazis started. <laughs> I was not. I was going to go with the founding. You guys went to the Nazis and the Klan? <laughs> well, let's just yeah, keep it. Yeah, it was to, the, the Beer Hall push. Beer push. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Let's keep this to so, gubernatorial success okay. <laughs> in Texas. <laughs> All right. Thanks so much. Uh, Chad Prather. Oh, we should point out, too, uh, Chad's on tour. Go to watchchad.com, right, Chad? Is yeah, pre-order my out. book, Am I Crazy? Yeah, it's coming out in August, right? That's right. It's a big deal coming out in august and of course uh, the website has all the details sure right. we'll have you uh, we'll have you on again chad prather you can also watch him uh on blaze tv it's really a good show i'm, I'm just saying that it was printed in front of me i've never <laughs> even watched the show american finding because you know he doesn't have me on he doesn't have me on so he'll throw me a bone once in a while he'll do these fun shows and then he'll be like glenn we want to talk about death and destruction can you be on <laughs> Uh, all right. American financing. Life is busy. And I get that. Sometimes it feels, you know, more more like the moment that you open your eyes in the morning till the moment you finally close them at the end of the day, that everything else is just a blur in between. If you're a fiscally responsible person, I, I want to ask you just to find a little time in your day to give the mortgage consultants over at American financing a quick call. Here's what the call is going to do for you. They're going to look over your finances, see if there's some areas that can be approved. Maybe you're paying a mortgage percentage rate that's too high. Maybe you could benefit from a refi that won't start your lawn, uh, your loan over. Maybe you got things like credit card debt, which you are carrying insanely high percentage rates. Um, maybe you can get that uh, under under control with a consolidation loan. Just call them and see if they can save you money. Hundreds, even $1,000 or more a month, depending on your situation. It's American Financing. I've done business with them for forever. I've gotten a loan through them. Stu has several people I know. Uh, they work for you, not the big banks. American Financing, 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440. It's AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. The Glenn Beck Program. It is baffling when you have people like Senator Ted Cruz joining Rand Paul and ditching his mask as they walk the halls of Congress. Cruz explains, at this point, I've been vaccinated. Everybody working in the Senate has been vaccinated. No, not your staff. Not a lot of people in the media. They haven't gotten it. And the current Why? CDC guideline states very clearly that if you're vaccinated, you got to still keep taking precautions like wearing a mask. You can still get sick. You won't be as sick, mm. but you can give it to somebody else. Mm. So he's not just wrong. But he's doing it for the wrong reason. And he knows experts are still learning how vaccines affect COVID spread. <laughs> the only way to keep the number down is to listen to science. They all know it. They're just playing politics and people are dying. This is amazing. We now have a president, though, who believes in science. 
here's a guy. For, first of all, he lists it as 5,800 people have had these breakthrough cases that are vaccinated and, and get mm-hmm. COVID. Mm-hmm. That amounts to 0.008% of that's, those. Uh, that's 10 times more likely to happen to you yeah, uh, than a car accident. That's not true. <laughs> you, have, not even you are a thousand times no. more likely to be vaccinated and get it uh, than having your mail band stop by. No. <laughs> None, yeah, of, none of that true. is true. But, true. but can we also focus on the fact that what is Chris Cuomo doing while he's saying that? He is on television without a mask in a room with coworkers. Mm-hmm. There's people who work at his building mm-hmm. and he's sitting there mm-hmm. without a mask blabbing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you are you are more likely to get COVID than you are just... Fall, it's about the same as falling out of the atmosphere and crashing and hurting yourself on the moon. Uh, and we know how often that happens. And if it just if we could just save one person from falling out of the atmosphere and crashing on the moon or getting vaccinated and uh, and then passing it on to coworkers. <laughs> I mean, isn't it worth it? Isn't it worth that we all just give up all of our freedoms? In fact, surrender all of your money to COVID campaigns and Cuomo's campaign. Mm. Okay.